Welcome to the Come and Belong podcast. I'm your host, Brother Zach Coder. Welcome back, guys. We are joined in studio today uh, by Matt Morgan. Matt, say hi. How's it going? It's going well. Thanks for asking, man. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, thanks for doing this. Uh, Matt is a busy guy. Um, I'm learning a little bit about him. He's an adventurer and all that great stuff, and we'll get to know him in a minute. But uh, Matt's here today to tell us just about how his journey, how he came to the Savior, and um, uh, yeah, has grown his testimony and found a sense of belonging in the, the church. But uh, before we do that, Matt, are you okay to play a game? Let's do it. Okay, sounds good. Uh, it is called, um, it's one of my favorites. And I think it's a good listener favorite because uh, it really lends itself well to sound. So even those who aren't watching on YouTube, maybe. little plug there, by the way, you can watch us on YouTube. Ooh, okay, there we go. So it's called Mormon Mouthful. I don't know if you've ever played something like this, but nope. uh, here's how this works. Um, on this side of the card, it uh, it's got like some seemingly random combination of words that actually have something to do with church or church culture right so if you read that out loud i got it you got it okay i'll read it out loud and you tell me what you think it is up hide wit meet tizzy vent hide abide with me tizzy vent hide. dude you're gonna be so good at this that was exactly right okay so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna play uh we're gonna take a minute each and we're gonna see how many we can get okay Okay. Okay. Does shoot. that make sense? So here's the deal. Like I can see the, the back of it. So on the very back, like on this one, right? The abide with me to season tide. Okay. The answer is right there. Does that make sense? So you'll yeah. be reading that and you're going to try to guess that exactly what you just did. Okay. Does that makes sense. Okay, cool. All right. So then do you hold it in the middle or what? So I'll hold it up like this and then I'll turn it over like this. Right. Okay. Okay. So you're just going to try to get as many as you can in the next. Oh, you saw that one. You're cheating, Matt. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Okay. Okay. You ready? You ready? Okay. Here we go. Uh, one minute. I'll just use the little timer over here. Begins now. Go ahead oh. and read it out loud. Yeah. Read oh, it out loud. Though jar dinner haver. Though jar dinner haver. Though jar dinner haver. <laughs> Though jar dinner haver. I don't know. Okay. We're fast. Okay. Here we go. Uh, a May Nan Gleaners. Ooh, I don't even think you'll know that one. I don't even know what that one means. <laughs> Bob T's some fourth headed. Bob T's some fourth. Baptism for the dead. Good. That was good. Okay. Try all sand. Try all sand. Tree be your hatchins. Trial sand. Trial sand. Trials and tribulations. Good. Okay. Oh, oh sorry, sorry, sorry. Pro can art hand hack. Go on, try it. Pro can art. Broken heart and contrite spirit. Good, dude. Dang, you're good. Um, Urim and Thummim. Dang, you didn't even... Okay, all right. Sealdin uh, Amphil. Sealdin that Amphil. Sealed. Sealed in the temple. Oh, wow. Okay, that was a minute. Good job. Dang, I've got my... Okay, my work cut out for me. So you got one, two, three, four, five out of six that's that's impressive okay now same thing okay i'm just good at slurring my words apparently (laughs) it helps there's a couple there it sounded like you're speaking a foreign language okay (laughs) here we go you ready so um you're just gonna hold up you could just take this this card and hold it up okay you can see the pink okay and we'll start in three two one go okay chin her hollow theory tease chin her hollow theory tease chin her chin her hollow theory tease chin her hollow theory tease Hollow theory tease? Uh, pass, pass. Let's just flip it over. There you go. 
Um, ask though hair old hinge alzing. Ark though hark the herald angels sing. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Next one. Uh, Thaw burr other have jaw hair the brother of Jared. Nice. Uh, hope hen inks or sizes. Hope hen inks or sizes. Opening exercises. Nice. That's three. Thaw there he degree save galore he. <laughs> Thaw oh the three degrees of glory. Holy cow. Pick coolie harp ape pull. Oh, Pick coolie harp ape pull. Pick coolie harp ape pull. Harp ape pull. Pick coolie harp ape pull. What the dang that's time. Okay. What was that one? Pecurial people. Oh, pick coolier heart people. Okay. I got, it. <laughs> I, got it. I can hear it now. I what was, was that other one? Which one? Oh, the first one? Yeah, what was that first one? Oh, general authorities. Chin her hollow theory tease. That doesn't even sound no, like it. <laughs> not even. Dude, you won. Good job, Matt. Okay. Thanks. That was pretty good, man. I'll tell you. Usually I think I, you let me win. Uh, no, I, I promise you. You'd <laughs> listen to the other episodes. I, I try to dominate on this one. It's, it's a fun game. <laughs> Dang, you were really good. I'm serious. I don't play that way. I play to win. <laughs> play to win, which I think um, you something you can understand. I again just talking with you briefly. Uh, he just mentioned in passing. Oh yeah, I went to a friend's wedding and decided to stay in a hostel and then hike Rainier. Like that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, it was a good time. Oh, it was lonely though. <laughs> I wouldn't do it alone ever again. Just you out there in the mountains of Rainier. Yeah, just me and my cool. tent. <laughs> I love and it. Dried mangoes. And dried ma- did you subs- did you subsist off of dried mangoes for like the entire wedding? Dried mangoes, ramen, tortillas, chicken. That's good. Okay, yeah. <laughs> a real mountain man. I love it, dude. Okay, well, tell us a little bit about you, Matt. Um, well, uh, my mom's four foot eleven. She's from the Philippines. Wow. Uh, my dad's white. He's from Murray, but he's eighty-seven years old. Okay. Yeah. So is there a pretty big uh, age discrepancy? 31 years. 31 years. Yeah. That is a story I have to hear. Just yeah. like, how did they meet? So my dad, he traveled the whole world. Um, and whenever he wasn't working on a job, he would live in the Philippines because it was cheap. Um, didn't tax as much. And he'd live there for about six months out of the year. And then he just met my mom when he was about 54. That is so cool. Yep. That is so Had cool. me when he was 63. Wow, that's yeah. like that's like almost biblical, right? You know, know. what I'm saying, dude? Yeah. That's so cool. Are you the oldest, youngest? Oh, I'm I'm the I'm the youngest. You're the youngest. Gratefully, yeah. That'd okay. be crazy. <laughs> How many siblings? More. How many siblings do you have? Two older brothers. Okay, that's way cool. Oh, that's so cool, man. Four eleven. My mom is short. I think she's five one, but four <laughs> eleven. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, she's so cool. under a hundred pounds, double digits. <laughs> Dang. Yep. But she, they're she, both in good shape. Uh, they both play pickleball. Both play tennis. And do they live here mm-hmm. in St. George? Yep. That's so fun. Awesome. Okay, cool. All right. So what else? What else? What else about you? Like, did you, where'd you go to school? Uh, I just graduated with my accounting degree at the Utah Tech. Okay. And then grew up here over in Ivins. Did uh, you go to Snow Canyon? I went to Snow Canyon. Okay, shout out to the Warriors. Okay. Nice. Yep. And then I do a lot of rock climbing, um, trail running. Uh, yeah. About it. Frisbee golf, pickleball. You're just an active, active dude. That's yeah. awesome. Way yeah. to be. Way to be. Trying to stay active so I can eat more. <laughs> hey, maybe I should look into that because I just do the eat more thing without being active and it shows. So yeah, I've done that. That's why the way you look the way you look and I look the way I look. <laughs> but that's okay. Well, that's cool, man. And right now you're uh your head coach over at 
at the, of the tennis team over at Snow Canyon. Yeah. yeah, the boys. Yep. Okay, boys yeah. tennis. And um, I hear that you're on track to try to try to teach. You're a seminary teacher right now, correct? Yeah, correct. Part time seminary teacher. That's awesome. So part time seminary teacher, and just I love it. Every That's day I wake cool. up, I'm like, I have no homework, and I love doing what I'm doing. <laughs> That's a good life. You're living a yeah. life, man. I, uh, yeah, I could speak from experience. That's awesome. Okay, well, tell us a little bit. I mean, um, we spoke briefly, but um, it's, it's just kind of cool to see a man of your caliber doing what you love, especially like seeking after like, like I mean, being a seminary teacher, but that hasn't always been or maybe your upbringing was a little bit different than most, maybe. Mm-hmm. Talk to us a little bit about that. Like, how did you get to this point where you're, you're, you're wanting to do this for a living? Yeah, it's kind of funny. I, I remember uh, starting off a seminary class, um, just telling all the kids, I was like, I have no idea how I'm here. Because <laughs> um, when I was in seminary, I was telling them, I was like, I was a punk. I would, you know, those Gatorade squirt bottles? Yeah, yeah. The, the green ones. So I would, I remember I would go up to this bush and I'd put it between my legs and it looks like you're peeing. And then I'd call my <laughs> seminary teacher over. I'd be like, hey, brother Siemens, come here. And he'd go, he'd walk over and then I'd squeeze my legs and I'd be peeing in this artificial plant. And he's looking at me like, what the heck? Dude, when do you graduate? Yeah. yeah, so I was a punk. Um, and then, yeah, just, I mean, my upbringing. Yeah. So I grew up, I mean, I grew up in the church, but... Um, Let's see, my mom, she's a convert, and my dad, member of the church his whole life. Uh, they're not sealed, so um, never been sealed, but growing up, they've never told me or my brothers or siblings, go to church, read your scriptures, or they've never had a conversation with us about Joseph Smith, Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father, really? nothing. Mm. Yep, it's always just been... Church is cool. Church is good. They always would just go to church. They'd never take us or bring us. Really? So they just go by themselves and they're like, Hey, if you want to come hop in the car. Got it. Yeah. And so growing up, I just would go to church on my own and, and I liked it because I mean, I give a lot of the credit to my leaders, right? Priest leaders and, and teachers cause and then friends. Um, cause I wanted to see them. Um, but then as everyone does kind of, getting through high school, they have to kind of decide on their own. They're like, Hey, like, is this true? Is this, do I want to be a part of this and whatnot? Um, I remember my oldest brother, he, he, he was a punk. He bullied me pretty bad. He, uh, (laughs) he would duct tape me, duct tape me to the floor. Are you serious? And then tickle me till I would pee. (laughs) Oh, jeez. So, but taught me a lot of good lessons. Like Um, what? (laughs) Uh, how to hold in my pee, I guess. (laughs) Unless you're at the seminary building and you have a Gatorade bottle. Right, it, right. Okay. <laughs> um, but I remember he was a punk and and he decided to go on a mission when he was 19 at the time. That's how it was. And how old were you at that time? Uh, I think I was, let's see, uh, 10. Okay. 10 okay. years old. So he went on a mission and he came back and it was like night and day. And I was like, this guy has... He's not even the same person, right? He's changed. Like he's, he's nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> he only uses scotch tape when he ties him to the floor. <laughs> I was gonna ask any more duct tape. Okay, yeah. Okay. But no, he changed a lot, and being able to see that change like it impacted me so much. And I was like, holy cow! 
and then he would take us under the wing. Me and my brother were were two years apart, um, and the one that served on his mission were nine years apart. Um, and he would take me and my older brother on under the wing, and we'd read scriptures in the morning, six thirty, and and then he would just like, all right, all right, let's you know, let's pray together, and and we read scriptures together, and so it was a huge example for us, right? That's so cool. Yeah. Um, and then time goes on. I'm 17, 18, just, you know, gaining my own testimony, reading the scriptures, deciding for myself. Um, Jonathan, my older brother, two years apart from me, he decides to go on a mission and, and, um, he got his call and everything, but then he had to wait nine months cause stuff happened. Okay. Right. And I remember in that nine months, it was like. I it it was cool to see, I mean it was it sucked right because there's a lot of questions and people kind of looking at him like what happened you know, right. um, I didn't ask questions I was like well you, you know you mess up, but during those nine months I remember just like seeing his heart completely change and him going through the repentance process and humble and awesome. contrite spirit and and then he finally made it out and he served in Korea, wow um which is even I mean, it's very hard that's language. Inti- yeah, that's intense. That's, yeah. yeah. Um, I remember served in Korea, and just being able to see him go was like, wow, like that's awesome. So cool to see someone get their call because you know you could at that point with all the um, eyes on you, it's easy to just dip out you know well yeah especially if you feel like those eyes are maybe judging or or whatever asking questions like you'd said so that's cool that he stuck with it yeah Mm -hmm. so being able to see him go out was like wow like this is awesome you know another change of heart which helped me you know motivate me to go on a mission and change change my life up and you know make the steps necessary to get a call and and prepare and um if, if anyone asks me what what's the happiest day in my mission um, it was, it was August 5th, 2018. Um, it was a P day and it was the day my brother got home and I got to see the photos of him, like, you know, at the airport hugging my parents. And I remember, I remember seeing those photos and like, I just started crying. Cause I was like, he like finished, like he, he got it, you know, he, yeah. he pounded it out and did it. And, um, I think Korea was like the language he's, he got home and he's like, I still don't know Korean. <laughs> wow. Um, I don't even know if he, you know, had any outward outward success of baptizing people because right, that's right. just kind of how it is. Um, but seeing him finish was like one of the happiest days of my life because I was like, wow, like it's just so cool. Um, it's incredible. Yeah, you get to watch the people that you love the most change and yeah. So where were oh sorry where were you serving? Uh, I served in Peru. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So something kind of funny actually is oldest brother he served in the Philippines. Um, he was born in the Philippines, so served about 15 minutes where he was born <laughs> came home um and he married a half filipino half american <laughs> so she's from st george family tradition alive okay <laughs> and then john served in korea comes home where he's a half korean half american Are you serious? In las That's vegas cool. okay yeah. And I, nope. I don't see a ring on your finger, <laughs> Matt. Nope. So uh, any Peruvians no, who are... No, I'm just <laughs> No Peruvians. <laughs> Matt, you got a little nervous there when I asked you about the ring on the finger. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. So 
so you're coming, what point do you think it was? I mean, I, you, you've talked about a couple things, right? You've talked about your older brother. What was his name? Uh, John. John. Or no, Carlos. the oldest one. Carlos. Carlos. Okay. I yeah. want to call him duct tape, but I, that's <laughs> probably not appropriate. So Carlos is changing his life. And then you see John go out and he's got this mighty change for you. Was it, was there any particular moment you can point to, or was it just a, a, a succession of, of all of this goodness happening over these years? Uh, yeah, actually, um, it was like 2016, February 26th. Dude, you're good with dates. February yeah. 20th. Okay, what's happening? I keep a journal. I have I have a 4,000-page journal. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. <sighs> yep. It's detailed Kay. and everything. You, wow. Okay, that's incredible. Okay, so February 26th, 2016. What what happened there? So it was at this point I was like, you know what? Like, wasn't making the best decisions. And I, I tell the story quite often, but wasn't making the best decisions. And I just was like, you know, I'm just going to give it all to God. Right? Just gonna like be yoked, let him take the wheel, and just go. So I sat down, had a prayer at like eleven thirty, and I prayed and I said, you know what? Like I, I'm gonna give it all to you. I want to change, and you tell me what I need to do, and I'll do it. Like that's that's all. And I sat there, and a scripture came to my head. It was Alma 52, verse 7. Um, I'll just get it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alma 52, verse 7, it says, yeah, so it came to my head, and it was like, go here. So I went there, and it says, and it came to pass that he kept us preparing for war until Moroni had sent a large number of men to strengthen his army. And I read that and I was like, what the freak? <laughs> I was like, what the heck does that mean? Right. Right. Um, I knew it came from God. I could feel it, felt the spirit. And I was like, okay, you know what? I don't understand. Like, you know, it's very out of context, but I felt it in my heart and it was like, and he kept us preparing for war. All right. There's a war that I'm going to prepare for. I don't know what it is but I'm going to prepare for war. Okay. Um, whatever preparations that mean, I just started reading the scriptures, doing the basics on my own, changing, talking to bishops and just, you know, fixing up life. Preparing. Yeah. Yeah. Preparing for war. Preparing for war. Whatever that is. And he says, and, it, and he'll send a number of men to strengthen my army. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, time goes by and I'm, <coughs> I'm, just preparing, preparing and, and making good choices, changing my friends, et cetera. And, um, I'm about to submit my papers. Okay. Right. going to submit my papers and, uh, I'm texting my, my buddy, his name's Braden Slater and I'm texting him and I'm like, dude, like, dude, I'm about to submit my papers right now. <laughs> And he's like, let's go. Like we're getting stoked. And, and he was, he was, you know, putting his, putting his papers in too. And, and I'm like, all right, like I'm going to submit my papers. I'm about to click submit. And as soon as I click submit, I was like, I texted him and I'm like, dude, I clicked submit. (laughs) Um, and he's like, yes. And I'm like, Hey man, like he's my best friend. I'm like, Hey man, this is a war. Let's prepare together. So cool. 
And in my head, I was like, click. What? <laughs> Why does that sound so familiar? And I was like, no. So I went in my journal. Okay, this is why I need to keep journal. So I went in my journal. And I was like, oh, I feel like I, why does this, why does that sound so familiar? Prepare for war and, and you know, strengthen my ar- army. And I, so I go to my journal and I go back and I, re- I, I find the scripture and I, I go to the scripture and I just start crying. And I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> this is the war I'm preparing for. And like the army has come, like my buddy is yeah, with me, you, got you know, the strong men with you. Yeah. yeah. And then I just start crying even more. Cause I look at the date and then I looked at the date that day mm-hmm. and it was 2017, February 26th. <laughs> One year later, 365 days later. That's crazy. And I'm like, holy, like. That's so cool. <laughs> wow. Right? God's like, timing, right? He, he talks to us. Well, uh, yeah, it's just his, his, his timing is so perfect. Like that just showed it was directly from God. He's like, hey, I won't give you answers instantly, and you won't know why, but if you put forth the faith, it'll like, become clear. It'll, it'll, it'll come clear. It'll yeah. just take time. So, so cool, man. That's so awesome. Thank you, Matt, for sharing that. Um, what advice would you have for those out there who um, – who might feel like that they're fighting a war, but they're like, how, how do what, what do we do to prepare for that war? Right. Does that make sense? Cause there might be people like you said, there's this 365 days, right. That, and, and you had this experience 365 days and then you come back to it 365 days later in the meantime, like what do we do in the meantime before we get like answers like that? Or it's like, Oh, God's talking to me. Does that make sense? What advice would you have for people who are just in the middle of the fight? Um, two things come to mind it's like just like when you're going to prepare for war like you're you're going to get scratched up right like you're going to have you're going to keep you're going to keep falling yeah you know you're going to get bruised like it's and there and it's not you're not falling it's not getting hurt it's just it's a learning experience, right? And, and understanding that and giving yourself some, um, just like just having patience with yourself on, on through that process. Right. But as long as you're just staying faithful through the whole time, um, I think that word faithful is like saying, yeah, it's not saying you're going to be hundred percent like perfect and, and you know, right. have faith the whole time. Like you're, that faithful is you're going to be full of faith not all the time um it's kind of like, you reminded me like what elder holland said when he just came and spoke to us right that like um true faith how did he say it? um true faith is always in crisis right so you're not gonna have perfect days but that's what faith is right to just to keep going the next day right, right. okay being banged up or dinged up or whatever but i'm just gonna take the next step mm-hmm. today and that's enough for god that's enough for me Right. That whole idea of being patient. Yeah. So just like being patient with yourself. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Matt, thank you so much for joining us today. I, I just, I, I, I love interviews like this um, because a lot of times on our show we'll have, you know, some people with some either tragic stories or, you know, big stories. But for those who are just, who maybe feel, I don't, <laughs> this is going to sound weird, but normal, right? Like they're, they're running the mill. And not to say that yours was 
uh, whatever, but it's just faith can, can be present no matter where you're at in the journey, no matter who you are, no matter what you're facing. Um, and just that idea of patience and taking the next step is what gets us there. Matt, thank you so much, man. And, uh, I know you got to go off and teach. And so those, the youth are in good hands, man. Appreciate you taking some time and, and sharing your story with us. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us today, and I just want to remind everybody that this podcast is not affiliated with nor endorsed as an official production of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. All words and opinions expressed by participants are solely their own and do not reflect official doctrine of the church. 